Denver Rubber Company is the most reliable local partner for your long-term projects since 1972, and Denver Rubber Company has provided the highest quality of products from custom die-cut gaskets, molded rubber, to custom contract manufacturing, and custom hoses. Don't let the warm weather fool you. It is supposed to snow this weekend, and Denver Rubber Company is your one-stop shop for anything and everything. Snow plows with blades that can be cut to any length and slotted for mounting to meet your exact specifications. The big deal is they're double-sided, which is awesome, so they get twice as much use out of them, which is amazing. Just be sure to give them a call for any of your snowplow needs or any other local projects that you're working on. You can reach them at 1-800-259-0010 or visit them at drcfirst.com slash dnbr. And Cole gets another good righty and another right by Cole, a left by Cole this time. Tipped in front by Mika Rentinen. Shoots and scars! Nathan McKinnon! Call JT Comfer! 877 goes now! Gabriel Landeskog! Collective hugs! 29 and 92! Save me by Grubauer! Move over, Picasso! This piece of art is by McKinnon, my goodness gracious! <laughs> Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. With beer, wine, and liquors from around the world, they have you covered with everything at either of their two locations, one in Centennial and one in Highlands Ranch, plus their locally owned as well. You can get their app today and sign up for their loyalty program for incredible deals and even get your alcohol delivered. They do tastings on the weekends. They can also order in anything specific if they don't happen to have what you're looking for in stock. You just got to let them know what you want and you can do that all from your couch with their app. I'm Nathan Rudolph. He's AJ Hayfley. We were half right about the Avs roster situation as they did receive a newly healthy player. The only thing was that player was a defenseman in Kale McCarr, meaning they required another forward to fill out their roster. So they decided to bring back Martin Kaut as well from the Eagles after playing yesterday. A bit of a squirrely situation as we discussed, but now that it seems set, at least we know a little bit more solidly what the lineup is going to be. Uh, sort of. Um, like Mark Barbario spent the entire morning skate as a forward. Uh, and that was well, with only 11 forwards on the ice. I think that's the expectation though, right? Because with McKinnon out one to two weeks, the abs were down to 10 forwards plus Barbario, which makes 11. And then Cal would make 12. Yeah. Well, and um, <clears throat> Nemestikov did not skate this morning, but will play right. tonight. So, right. uh, yeah, pretty much, man. That's that's the expectation is that we're there. Um, <laughs> and, Kill McCarr should be fun. Yeah, at least that's back in the lineup. You, you drop one game breaker for another, I guess. Um, with Kale coming back in, at least we get to see that against Vancouver coming up on Friday. This Well, 
I shouldn't say anything because they have to get through this Rangers game without any injuries first. But good to see Kale back. Obviously a big piece to getting this team back to health. A little bit odd that he's the first one back given all the moves, but Martin Kaut expected to play on this game today against the Rangers. You have to think that's it, right? With all the moving and shaking they've done with him. So I actually have a little bit of an issue with this. Okay. Uh, This will be the third day in a row that Martin Kaut like has been jerked around a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Like, so he flew to LA like last minute, gets to the arena, participates in, in warmups, does the whole thing, comes back with the team, goes up to Loveland, plays in the game last night. Then gets called up this morning and will play in the in in the NHL game tonight. We talked about this on the show yesterday that this was a distinct possibility that they were they were messing around because they could have their cake and eat it too. And now there's no way they're getting a 100% Martin Kaut for tonight. Yeah, when Kaut is dragging on the ice, I won't be surprised. Put it that way for sure. And it's like, okay, you've set this dude up for failure. Why? Like Don't know. this is this is the ninth game you guys are gonna use this. Look, you guys have been holding on to this bullet of we've got one game left with with Cout before we've got to move on. You know, before we either have to move on with a different player or move on with this contract. We've got one game to do this. And this is how they approached it. And you give him had traveled two days ago and nearly played, did play yesterday. Right. And just setting himself up to be a tired player and, and not get the most out of him. Right. And it's like when when you think of <clears throat> the next time we, we we accuse the abs of having a master plan, we should remember this. Because it just doesn't feel planned at all. It feels very much... 100% living in this exact moment. Not even thinking about literally tomorrow, just the next immediate thing. Right. Right. And, <clears throat> you know, they had an idea yesterday of what McKinnon's status was going to be. Like, they knew. And I just, I don't know, man. It just seems to me a little short-sighted. It's nitpicky. Like, this is not, like, a major deal. You know? Not, like, super upset about it or anything. It's not like, oh, my God, the incompetence. It just seems like a little better planning. You guys could have handled this a little better. Right. It It's nitpicky, but it also wouldn't have taken a ton for the Avs to have a fresh count tonight. Right. It, I mean, just, just don't play him. Right. Last night. <laughs> like, just healthy scratch him. Just don't Very play him. Very easy. To have you, not sent him down at all. You think that you think that you're going to need him. Just don't play him last night. Whether you send him up, you send him down or not, does not matter. Just don't play him in that game. You already had an idea that you were going to need him just to be on the safe side. I just okay, whatever. It's not a big it deal. And is, now yeah. it feels like I've made a big deal out of it. So um definitely well, not <clears throat> definitely not a big deal. Just feels like they kind of put him. They 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 set him up to fail. It's and just so it, he's going to go out and score two goals and make this whole segment irrelevant. <laughs> right, how we're no, going lately. 
no doubt about it the past couple of shows but it come it keeps coming up because this process has been so dragged out of oh counts up counts down counts up they right. don't seem to know what they're doing with it well and like the injuries are causing problems Nemestikov is is apparently hour by hour you know like Nemestikov is bare Barely played against the Kings, and then he's not even participating in morning skate today, but he'll play in the game. They aren't entirely sure about his status. They don't totally know what's going on with McKinnon's status. They aren't sure are any of the forwards healthy. Look, to my eye, Evan and I sat there this morning, and both of us were like, uh... They look pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, like, Kadri and Rantanen certainly look healthy to me. Uh... Burakovsky looks like he's still laboring a little bit, and I thought Calvert looked fine, but conditioning, I think, might still be an issue there. Not going the full hair on fire mode like usual. exactly. And it's just... It's just kind of... Mayhem right now for them. Right, And, and you said this about McKinnon the other day. If this were the playoffs, McKinnon, Kadri, Rantanen, all probably playing. Oh, yeah, definitely. McKinnon would definitely be playing, uh, in my opinion, if this was the playoffs. Like, uh, there would not be any doubt about it. He would be doing what he had to in order to to work through the pain. I still think this is entirely precautionary. I wouldn't be surprised if he's out just for maybe even just this homestand. Because they said one to two weeks, and... They also said they expect, they didn't name any names, but from the sound of it, probably Kadri and Rantanen to be back at the end of this homestand. So I don't even know that it'll take that long, man. I just could just be Friday watching even, them today. Yeah. Honest to God, I, I just think that they, <laughs> I, I think both of those guys would be fine on Friday. I, I understand that they'll like, they'll Make probably be for sure. Yeah. Why wouldn't you, right, at this point? No yeah. need to make it worse, certainly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's good news that there doesn't seem to have really been any setbacks in that regard. Um, also, I we bring it up every so often, but Colin Wilson does still exist. Not skating yet, yeah. but are we just giving up on that? Not expecting to see him again in an abs jersey? Um, I think I would say not expecting to, yes. But I think that if there's if there's more injury issues come postseason and he does get healthy, just given his history, um, I think there's a chance that you could see him in the lineup, you know, two rounds in or something. Like sure. It would when take a certain up set and... of circumstances here. Yeah, definitely. But I, I think it's possible. I mean, he's... It's impossible to it's impossible to know for sure what a kind of what kind of timeline we're looking at because we don't he or he has not started skating and we can't get a clear update on what is going on. So you know, but I, I think given that he's been around a little bit more and we're starting to see him again, he's on the road to recovery. And for his sake, man, I really I really hope he gets healthy. Yeah. But if he's healthy, his NHL career can continue uh, for sure. Maybe not with the abs, but he should be playing with someone. I don't see how it can continue with Colorado. Yeah. We've 
had that conversation a, a dozen times without throwing Wilson's name even in there. So right, I mean they've <clears throat> they've they've thrived sixty five games without him or whatever it is. Like, right, they're fine, pretty much. So that stands where it stands. I guess we'll go ahead and get out of this first period here. You know the drill. Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR, that will be on tap at the DNVR bar starting on Friday. If you're looking for Breck Brew, you can always find it at the bar, but you can also go online and use their Breck Beer Locator to find it at a local shop near you where you can go and purchase it. All sorts of amazing kinds of beers from your standard Avalanche Amber Ale. They just got the new Encore Tallboy beer at the office, which I had a a taste of. That's a nice, easy-drinking beer as well. Or, you know, Strawberry Sky, Agave Wheat, Vanilla Porter, the list goes on. Many of those will be available at the bar. Once again, the bar opens this Friday. The official door opening is at 5.30, but be sure to RSVP and be sure to get there early around 5 o'clock just to make sure you're in line and can get your spot because we're expecting it to be pretty busy uh, given the Nuggets watch party and the Abs watch party coming that night. So should be a blast. Really hope all y'all will come out and join us. We're going to keep talking about it forever because it's a bar and it's the DNVR <laughs> bar. So that's pretty cool. Bar. Yeah. It is very cool. I'm excited about it. So please join us, as I said, and go out and get your Breck Brew. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits with Rudo and AJ. The Avs take on the New York Rangers tonight. The Rangers are not going to be an easy out. They are a team just outside of the wildcard race in the Eastern Conference. So they're scrapping right now, trying to keep themselves in it. Obviously, the absolutely electric Artemi Panarin leading the way and misconnection for the abs in some senses Uh, expectations for tonight aj is this a game that the abs have to win with a returning macar or are they still just trying to get by here there i mean (laughs) look getting kill macar back is great and it's going to help that defense but let's be honest macar back mckinnon out is still a net negative yeah it's unfortunately the truth on that one, but I will say, I guess the has only scored one goal in that Kings game, but previous to that, the last couple have been much more defensive issue than, than putting the puck in the net. Well, McKinnon's line. I mean, McKinnon had three points in San Jose. That's true. Hard to argue with uh, McKinnon, Landeskog and Nemesnikov, who is playing hurt and having carried the team. So right. I'm just, I don't have any expectations tonight for sure. And the, the only, the only thing that I'm hoping for is that they don't sustain additional injuries. If they somehow get any points from tonight, it's a win. Basically it's a huge win. It's a huge win. If they get any points tonight, you know, the Rangers have been playing better. Um, they did play last night, so that could serve as a nice equalizer. A game that they were running away with, and then Dallas made much Very more interesting <laughs> yeah. later on. Um, so, you know, that 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 could equalize a little bit of it. Is that they had to travel, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And 
you know, <laughs> Mika Zibanejad is absolutely on fire right now. Five overtime game winners is it for him this year? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, but I know that he had the four goal game last week, and yeah. uh, I watched him score again last night, and guy's just on fire right now, feeling it. Yeah, and they have they have a top line like the the the. <laughs> The Avs have not had the talent disparity at the top end of the roster like they do tonight very often in the last several years. There's a very real possibility that JT Confer is the 1C for the next game. So Right. Like, your center depth tonight could easily be, what, Comper, Jost, Belmar, and Kamenev? Yep. That's probably pretty realistic. So that's four guys down the middle that are all bottom six players. Yep. And I mean, one of those lines is going to be Kamenev, Barbario, and Logan O'Connor. Yeah. So that's uh, an interesting line, to say the least. Yeah. Um, so we're expecting it to be Landeskog, Comfort, Nemesnikov. Yep. And then... Nachushkin, Donskoy, uh, Jost, I guess. Yeah. And then Kaut, Belmar. Nieto. That's it. That's who I was forgetting. Nieto. Yep. And then Jesus. O'Connor, Barbario, Kamenev. That is rough. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, yeah, that's... uh. Temper expectations, we'll put it that way. Yeah, yeah, and again, playing against another desperate team that yep. needs this. Needs every single point that they can get right now. Somehow they are seventh in the Metropolitan Division uh, with 78 points. Because that division is dumb. Yeah, two points behind the aisles, uh, three points back of Carolina and Columbus. So... They need the points. They they are scrapping right now for a playoff spot. Yep. They're gonna they're gonna be hungry even if it is on a Sega Baba forum. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, like they could come out and do kind of what LA did, which is get the early lead and then gum it up and say, Well, we know your talent isn't gonna beat us. Right. <laughs> Content to just play low event hockey with mm-hmm. a lead and, and the Avs are gonna have a lot of trouble solving that with that lineup unless Kale McCarr comes back in and, and does something special, basically. This might be the night where McCarr, EJ, Gerard, Graves, you know, those guys need to turn it up and they need to drive offense like they have not driven offense all year. Yep. They need to have they need to have a spectacular night, I think. I would tend to agree. It's just kind of necessary that the Av get production out of those defensemen right now. And, yeah. and EJ has been extremely solid at doing so over the last couple of games. Yeah. I mean, last two weeks I've liked EJ a lot and uh, he keeps that up. Don't let tail McCarr get you all uh, kill McCarr's return. Get you all timid. He needs to. Yeah. Keep firing. Yeah. He needs to keep playing with that confidence and getting involved because he's much better when these, when he's doing that. Yep, 100% on both ends of the ice, honestly. His defense has been excellent as well. Yeah, it's gotten a lot better in a hurry. You almost wonder if he played possum for the first 60 games of the year. I mean, that's one way to keep yourself healthy, I guess. Right, where he was just like, hey, I'm going to do what I can to stay healthy. 
Could be. Could be. Wouldn't have any complaints after the fact. He certainly wouldn't be the first vet to to go 70% during the regular season and then kick it up a notch at the end. Yep. Like, Ryan Suter's made a living doing this. (laughs) Hey, no complaints if it keeps the abs healthy right now. I'll take it, whatever it is. (laughs) So, um, yeah, looking at that lineup, it's not the best. Another Interesting tidbit is the Avs are honoring Larry Walker as a Hall of Fame inductee for the Rockies as the honorary emergency backup goalie on Friday night, I guess. That was the designation they gave in the press release. Is that it? So is he the real backup goalie? What is an honorary backup goalie? Well, this, Why- is, this is the confusion, right? Is he the actual Lee bug or not? Because it seems a little bit odd to specifically name him the honorary e-bug. Why not just name him the player Colorado sports honoree of the game or something? Yeah, I I mean, I think that this is just the the, the Larry Walker tribute, right? Right, that's, that's my assumption. He's He was a goaltender growing up. He played hockey. It was a big part of his, his life, blah, 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 right? Right. So, so they give him the emergency backup goaltender to say, you almost sort of made the NHL like you wanted to as a kid or something like that. Right. And like, just like, let him, let him, you know, hang out, whatever. And if, if he, you know, he, he gets it like he's, I don't know. I, I It's cool. Let him, let him have it. It's. It's cooler than like dropping the puck. Like it's more meaningful than him for him to just like drop the puck. I mean, yes, it is cool. It might be disastrous, but also would be pretty cool to see him actually get into a game if he were the real backup. It would be. I mean, I don't. I don't know what kind of shape the guy's in now. Yeah, me either. But if he has goalie gear, I sure hope SpongeBob is all over it. Oh, right. That SpongeBob racing shirt needs Absolutely. to he needs yeah. to uh, he needs to recreate via goaltender gear. That would be awesome. <laughs> so, it a bit of an interesting tidbit there. I I'm not really sure where to go with it other than it's just a thing ex- that's happening and it's cool. Yeah. And it's cool, like it's cool for him. It's cool for Avs fans. You know, the he's the first Rocky to ever go into the Hall of Fame. So, yep. Yeah, why not? Right? Like it's the whole thing is just cool. I'm all for it, definitely. It, all of the the crossover stuff between Denver sports, I think, is is almost always cool. Whether it's that or the Landy and Gary Harris being roommates, things like that. So, <laughs> yeah, the weird roommates, the the two dads now. Yeah, they're both dads now. <laughs> and now, and it's funny because you look at it, look at what's happening with both of them right now. The second half of their seasons, they remember how to play hockey. They have adjusted to dad life, and now both of them are getting back to being who they've been in their careers. In a weird sort of way, they really were roommates. (laughs) At least with their children, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, uh, before I I go too crazy on this path, (laughs) getting back to the abs and and this Rangers game before we, we look ahead a little bit. Is there anything the Avs can do to to limit the issues they're going to have here? Is the first goal 
that important to where it allows them to open this up a little bit and not get caught in a sludge match? No. Wow. They right. should 100% adopt how the Kings play. Adopt the sludge. Yep. They should, they should like have like the Bane conversation. Yeah. You know, like, oh, you are merely adopted by it. <laughs> you know, I was born into it. They, that's, that's what they should do. Uh, they the should, time they sh- I reached the NHL, I was a man. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> they need <laughs> I'm just I'm just picturing like Nikita Zadorov like picking up Artemi Panarin and like yeah. breaking his back at center ice and oh, <laughs> sorry um my imagination just ran away with that <laughs> they, they they honestly they need to adopt a little bit of a low event style uh to yeah. fit to fit their current roster construction like we see teams are competitive like this every year because that's what they do. Arizona's been doing it for a million years. They don't have that really high-end talent, so they play a really low-event, safe, defensive-oriented style. They pack it in, they block a lot of shots, and they don't give up quality chances. They try to counterattack, and they try and win 2-1. to That's exactly where I think Colorado needs to be tonight. Makes sense to me. I mean... You kind of put your shutdown pair as best you can against Panarin and Zabanajad, right? And then mm-hmm. you just prevent that as much as possible and get by against everything else. Yep. So it definitely going to be tough. As they're, these are kind of opposing mindsets, right? We're asking the Avs defense to go out and be productive offensively, but also keep it low event. So it it's a little A, a little a B, I imagine, but. At the end of the day, it it always just seems to circle back around to the abs are just surviving right now. Yep. Try and get out without injuries. That would be nice. No more injuries for the abs should be priority number one at the moment. So hopefully there are none to speak of tomorrow when we're on the podcast. But we're going to get out of this second period here. And if you guys didn't know yet, you're a little bit Late to the party, we are now covering Colorado's professional rugby team, the Colorado Raptors. We have Colton Strickler on the beat, taking you behind the scenes with the DNVR Raptors podcast, as well as his written Raptors content over on the DNVR.com. He's building a really cool community on the DNVR Raptors Twitter as well. Highly recommend you give that a follow and start getting into rugby with the rest of us. Most of DNVR has gotten into it, at least gone to a game, things like that. AJ and I are a little behind the curve because the ABS schedule has been insane, but I'm looking forward to getting into it as well. You can go down to Infinity Park in Glendale where the Raptors play and get in very easily for adults. Tickets are as low as $20 and kids get in for just 5 bucks when you buy tickets at coloradoraptors.com. So search for the DNVR Raptors podcast after our show and become a fan of Colorado's pro rugby team. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's with Rudo and AJ. The coronavirus is a thing, and we're at the point where it's starting to affect sporting events around the world now, but also in the North American hemisphere, 
continent, continent, we'll go with continent, uh, particularly California at this point. Um, We have the Golden State Warriors basketball team announced that they will be playing games with no fans in the arena coming up here. The city of San Jose has canceled all events at the SAP Center. That puts a bunch of Sharks games in jeopardy. So things are starting to happen to the major sports leagues in North America. And as AJ was saying to me just a bit ago, that apparently it's even worse in European leagues. Yeah, European leagues are <clears throat> the DEL uh, in Germany just suspended. They just stopped playing. Um, the Czech League announced today that they were also um, postponing uh, their playoffs until April. So that that's more like buying time than anything else. Um, we're seeing more and more of this uh, in Ohio right now. <clears throat> they are... Uh, they, I believe that they have decided that the first couple of games of the NCAA basketball tournament yep, will, will be, be played, played with no fans. Closed doors. My sister actually goes to Ohio State, and she basically told me, they told the students, just don't come back after spring break. Right. Uh, there was actually a riot uh, on Dayton, uh, the Dayton campus last night. Yep. Because that's what they told the students, and for some reason, the... that makes them riot. I guess. Yeah, it was. I thought it was such a strange response, and I couldn't figure out. It was like two o'clock in the morning, and I was looking at it uh, as I was falling asleep. So you know, my brain also not totally on. But I was like, okay, interesting choice. Yeah, like strange response. They just told you to not be in big groups. Yeah. But anyway, um, so clearly it's starting to happen. It's starting to affect even, yeah. excuse me, even here in Colorado, the media for abs and nuggets games is now extremely limited. Yeah. The uh, press conference style interviews uh, with the players today after morning skate, I was uh, recording videos for social media, but Evan went and said it was real weird. So that's where we are right now. Um, also here in Denver, the uh, St. Patrick's Day Parade got canceled. Yep, that's been canceled. Uh, there's a lot of talk about things. This is seems to be the tip of the iceberg as well. Uh, Waj per, uh, said a lot of NBA teams, they were considering playing games on neutral sites for teams that are in highly effective areas and things like that. So that's a really weird idea. Definitely a strange let's, choice. Let's take our potentially infected team and take it to a place that doesn't have an outbreak problem. Should be fine, right? <laughs> yeah, and then just hope for the best. It's it's so odd. Um, and I really do wonder how much longer uh, until the Cronkies decide to shut this down. And really, I mean, we are pulling on my calendar here. We are three and a half weeks away from the end of the regular season. We are four weeks from today. We are four weeks from the start of the playoffs. The Kroenke situation is a particularly interesting one here, right? Because if you stop allowing fans to go to the game, 
a significant portion of Denver and the surrounding area simply have zero access to the game because they're not on Comcast. Mm-hmm. So it, it particularly affects them because for many people, the game will just be unwatchable at that point. Yeah. My bigger concern league-wide, if they start to cancel games, they cancel playoffs, or they play them and do it without fans, how does this affect the revenue? Yep. How does this affect the salary cap? Yep. How does this affect everything moving forward? The ripple effect, essentially. Right. Other questions. What happens if a player gets sick? Yeah, that's where things start getting real. You know, what happens if an abs player gets sick and they're in the second round of the postseason? They're already not playing in front of fans. Have to quarantine the whole team or what? Right. Does the team just forfeit then? Do they just back it down and say, hey, we're not taking any of these chances? Does the player just go and get quarantined by himself? Even though he's been in close proximity with the the entire team and equipment guys and PR and coaches and you know all the people that they're around all the time, it what happens with all of them? You know, does it is what happens when a player if if a player gets this? Right. At, at what point is it just a bad situation waiting to happen? If it's not already, to be honest with you, but yeah, I, and like you could, we're talking about this in terms of like, what happens if these things happen? I don't want to get into the, are people overreacting or underreacting or whatever conversation? Because for me, it's like, look, I'm not a health professional. I don't know. I try and take the best advice that I can when the people who are, you know, in charge of making these decisions recommend things, I'm going to follow them and. What will be will be. <coughs> Leave. I'm not going to go out and buy all the toilet paper, though, because apparently it's gone. Listen to the experts, right? <laughs> they We're not the experts on the coronavirus. We're the experts on hockey. And we're the, the, we're the experts on the avalanche. Fair. <laughs> Specifically the avalanche and what effect that it could have on them. So that's kind of what we're sticking to. Right. Right. And. Like this is, and this is certainly not a political conversation. Just a, this is a thing that's starting to happen. What are we going to do? Yeah, because these are very real possibilities at this point of I'm, games getting canceled <laughs> or players getting sick or whatever. I'm supposed to leave the country in two weeks to go cover an ABS game. Will I be able to do that? Will I be able to get back in? What's going to happen with that? Is there even a point to going on a road game now because of the way that the... It might be behind closed doors, yeah. <clears throat> yeah well, in the way that the, the media situation is now, there's nothing unique. All of the interviews are on television. Yep. You know, every single thing that those that the, the guys who went on the last road trip and covered that trip, every single thing that they got, we watched on TV. Right. There's no he- more such... There's no more unique content with this setup when it comes to quote pieces and interview wise. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's an unusual situation to say the least. It's Um, very weird. Do you, at some point, do you just cancel the postseason and say, Hey, we just won't award the Stanley cup this year. Canceling would feel 
pretty rough. I'd much rather have a delay type like the Czech League is doing. Well, and it's like start with empty arenas first. Try and delay. Go every step you can before that. This, this, I think to get to that point, this would have to turn into a full-blown, like a real, like not, not like a, hey, this is spreading pretty quickly. There's a really low mortality rate amongst you know, certain groups of people and the mortality rate is being, uh, you know, it's, it's being buff, buffed up by, you know, older people or people with certain conditions, whatever, whatever, whatever. Right. Like it would have to turn into like a really dangerous thing. Yeah. The, and not a potentially dangerous thing, which I think is still where we are. The risk level, right. Would have to go up yeah. at this point. They're, a lot of what's happening right now is preparation. Leagues are in talks of canceling games, of talks of what the plan is going to be. Outside of San Jose, no one has taken the step of going fully. This has to stop. And yeah. San Jose is a bit of an odd case, considering just up the road they're still playing games. But it's... An unfortunate situation, no matter what, obviously, but with the NHL where it is, I've, I I just hope that the playoffs don't get canceled. We'll put it that way, because yeah, I mean, I hope that I hope that this situation gets to the point where, <clears throat> you know, the a lot of the experts have also said that, hey, once things start to get warmer consistently, we get into April, this is supposed to get better. I hope that that bears fruit. I hope that that ends up being true. We want to cover the games. We want to be at the events. We want to have fans at the events. We want to see what this team does in the postseason in front of a Pepsi Center crowd that's dying to see it. Yeah. This sucks, man. This sucks a lot. The idea that we might be, we are at this point. It just feels inevitable, doesn't it? That a week from now, they're going to cancel. They're going to say, hey, no more fans. No more credentialed media. We don't need you guys there anymore. No more any of this. I think that's pretty inevitable. I don't know that canceling games is inevitable. Yeah, I think I think the empty arena thing is inevitable. I canceling games. I <laughs> trying to separate rich people from money is always a complicated issue. <laughs> true, very true. Um, Although without without tickets and concessions and all that, how much are they really making on these games? That's true. A lot less money happening there. Um, you know what are what are advertisers going to do? It's a tough spot. You know and this it, this could be considered an act of God where they could get out of their their advertising agreements with teams. Yeah, probably. So I, I wonder, I, I wonder, I wonder what the legal ramifications of the advertising stuff would be as well. Maybe that's everything gets shut down. Maybe we should we should get a sports. Uh, uh, one of those sports attorneys to come onto the show and tell us what's going on. Yeah, because that's definitely out of our depth for sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so uh, obviously, it, it, at this point, it's just kind of prepare for the worst, hope for the best, and whatever happens, kind of happens. I for the Avs specifically. I mean. Obviously, the coverage will still be there. If the games are being played, even if can't go to the games, can't get in the locker rooms, 
DNVR will still have all the coverage it normally does with game takeaways and video reviews, game grades, all of that. Yeah. So the content will still be there. It just might have to look a little bit different. We're not going anywhere, um, but we will adjust on the fly as we as we need to, and you know we're we're here with you guys through whatever happens here. Amen to that. Final thoughts here, AJ, as we close up a Wednesday show. I hope we never have to talk about a pandemic again. Me too. This is not something we do well. Definitely, <laughs> definitely not our comfort zone. That's this, for sure. I hope. I hope we don't have to talk about this. Other than being like, "Hey, this is what they decided." Should have brought my wife on this pod. She'd have known what to say, right? <laughs> um. Okay. On that note, have Rangers guess, tonight. Woo! Yeah, hockey tonight with fans is still happening. So yep. that's good news. We'll be covering it all the way around as normal. You know the drill. Hopefully the abs find something, even if it takes sludging it up. As StravaCraft says, drink deeply, live fully, don't get sick, and do what you gotta do. StravaCraft is a rich CBD-infused coffee that you can purchase in K-Cups for your Keurig. Also, they have whole bean and ground, if that's more your thing. You can get 20% off when you purchase online using code DNVR20, and it ships very quickly right to your front door. CBD is non-psychoactive, and it's been known to help with long-term migraines, decreasing anxiety, arthritis, IBS, and many other aches and pains as well. Again, DNVR20 for 20% off. What's not to love about that? Get on it while you can. That's going to do it for us. Next time you hear from us, I'm sure we will be talking about this Rangers game on Thursday. DNVR Avalanche with Hayfully and Rudo. DNVR Avalanche with Hayfully and Rudo. DNVR Avalanche with Hayfully and Rudo. DNVR Avalanche with AJ Hayfully.